Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us today. We have a fun pop talk for you. Another pop talk. We've been enjoying doing those lately. We had some fun things we wanted to chat about today, and I do so with the Of The Show Boys because we really nerd out. And in a way, Justina wouldn't want to. She doesn't play video games. She doesn't pay attention to the DCEU. Not really. She saw Wonder Woman. I made her watch the Snyder Cut. I don't think she's seen any other. So I don't blame her for not not being in this episode. However, we really nerd out. And it's a fun time. And I'm wondering, should we just do a Pop Talk podcast? Let us know if you would dig that on Twitter, Facebook, and or Instagram at There It Is Pod. And if you haven't already, give us a follow on those channels. And also check out our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash there it is. The Pop Talk episodes are the best enhanced versions because the references, which there are always plenty, will get a little extra clip in there. So go check those out. We're also about to post our Oscars episode on YouTube, so be on the lookout for that. It's a good one. Let's just get to today's episode again. It's with the Of The Show Boys. The Of The Show Boys are here. Welcome back to the show. Best friend of the show, Rob. And brother of the show, Trey. Happy Easter, my peeps. Oh, Oh, that's right, yes. Oh, Easter. I haven't had any peeps. Like uh, all candy-related holidays, I wait till the next day to get because oh, they're on discount. the The day after Easter is probably the best, like sales for some reason, because I think people like Halloween. There's not as much Halloween theme. I mean, there is a lot of Halloween theme candy, but it's like like there's just certain things that you only get. Like like wait to get your Cadbury eggs the day after. Yeah, that's when you can get like five for a dollar or something. Yeah, and I feel like the reason is because the companies know how to get just the right amount of Halloween stuff because the day after Halloween, Christmas stuff is out. Yeah, exactly. But you don't have that problem with Easter. No, no. What are they going to put out like May Day stuff or or Labor Day stuff? I mean, yeah, yeah. They just drop all the prices and get that stuff out. Yes. And I'm very thankful for it. (laughs) We're going to talk a few (laughs) topics today, things that we're watching, things that we uh, are excited to watch that's coming Mm -hmm. up, whether it's TV or film. We're also going to talk about video game movie adaptations as Sonic the Hedgehog 2 just came out. And we're going to start with a big shakeup with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers was bought by, of all places, Discovery. That's so weird. For like $43 billion. And I'm, I'm thinking, Discovery, you had $43 billion? Why isn't your programming better? <laughs> but nevertheless, the new management of the 
two companies now that the the merged companies is considering an overhaul of their DC entertainment. The idea being kicked around is to make DC entertainment its own thing, as they mm. called it, content vertical. Basically, what they want is having something like Marvel as in, and also having someone like Kevin Feige at the helm. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a couple of tweets from DC Twitter poo-pooing this idea, talking about how there have been successful movies outside of the DCEU as well as the DCEU movies and blah, blah, blah. But I think the general consensus is that the DCEU is an incoherent mess with no clear universe or direction. So I ask you two, on what side do you land on in this argument? Are you for it or are you against it? Trey, let's start with you. So the clear thing is they don't know what the hell they're doing. (laughs) That's that's the bottom line is that they just kept throwing stuff against the wall. And that's why, you know, I, I'm about a week away from actually watching the Batman, but I, I hear nothing but great things about it. Um, Joker got a lot of uh, positive stuff, uh, positive critiques, but you don't really like it's harder as a viewer to really know how these movies fit into any kind of cohesive anything. And even if you look at it from an Elseworld standpoint, it's still like there's nothing kind of connecting it. Whereas mm-hmm. obviously the big comparative is Marvel. They're fully embracing the multiverse. And like when you look at what if and some of the other stuff that's coming down the pike, like the uh, X-Men 97 and stuff like that. These are Elseworlds, and even with Sony owning Spider-Man characters and, and doing their Morbius and all of that, for the most part, you understand these are different universes. And when X-Men right. was still at Fox, you understood it was a different universe. Right. So you go in there understanding that. With DC, there's still the head scratcher of everything. I mean, and, and then like even within the DCEU, the movies that are supposed to be the same continuity don't really share a continuity like the suicide squad following harley quinn and the birds of prey and following the other stuff is like you just don't understand why harley is in this movie in terms of how it connects to the previous one she's there because she's a big draw yeah and and she's going to make the movie money but other than that like in harley quinn she drives away and James Gunn recognized that they needed to have some sort of explanation as to how she's with the Suicide Squad <laughs> in his movie. So it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I had some road rage. And so I got caught. And it's like, well, <laughs> I, I don't really understand how these movies are connecting. And so it's, it's just yeah. from the standpoint of having somebody to make a plan, they need that. Now, right. whether or not the structure they're talking about is right. Obviously, because Marvel's doing well, they want to follow the Marvel Feige structure, but not even Marvel had that at the beginning. No, or even Marvel TV. I mean, obviously, that's still kind of controversial. Right. right. So, you know, you, you have to make sure... I, I, I took a marketing class in grad school where the guy said, the professor was explaining to us, and he's right. You can't just copy the other guy because they're successful with it. You have to understand... Why, how and why they're successful with it, how it right. suits mm-hmm. them. And you have to understand yourself. Mm-hmm. Put another way, 
the way Coach K said it on the basketball court. Know who the fuck you are. (laughs) (laughs) Salty, salty. That's that's what DC, I think, has never tried to do. They just kind of Mm -hmm. are a mishmash of things. Um, And, you know, I even saw people, articles suggesting, you know, can anybody do it the way Marvel did it because of the fact that Feige is this specific kind of skill set. Of, of being able to be a, a producer and storyteller and movie maker. And some people called him Artur, who also deeply knows the comics. Mm-hmm. In theory, that could have been Jeff Johns, but yeah, just, just because of how the structure has been at DC, it didn't even work with him. Like even his right. Green Lantern movie didn't quite work out. So right. <laughs> the, the, the key thing is, however you structure it, create a plan. Just like Kevin Feige said years ago when they were asking him at the beginning of the of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's just have a plan. He said that it's been 75% plan and 25% bob and weave. Yeah. Uh, this was like 10 or so years ago, whenever he said it. Uh, but it's like you got to have the plan, but also be nimble enough to adjust when you suddenly get the rights to Spider-Man. Right. Or Ant-Man right. surprises you and now you're going to do some more Ant-Man movies. You can adjust, but right. you still have the plan. Right. And you find a way that it actually works. I mean, that's the thing here is one problem is that WB has freaked out when something didn't go to plan or when when something was getting a bad response. They freaked out. They freaked out about the response to Batman versus Superman. And what did they do? They tried to put that fire out by changing the tone of Justice League and doing all these reshoots. And also they did the same to the first Mm -hmm. Suicide Squad movie. They freaked out and they started putting out fires. And that reminds me, honestly, of another famously bad way of managing things. Jeff Zucker running NBC. And Mm. when Conan takes over The Tonight Show after you've had this five-year, five to seven-year plan of he's going to take over The Tonight Show, when he doesn't beat David Letterman, because why would he necessarily immediately? They freaked out and they just started trying to put out the fire. Instead of saying, okay, let's give it time. This is the mm-hmm. plan that we've had. And Warner Brothers could have done. They said, look, this is these are the movies we're making. This is the tone we're going for. But instead, they freaked out and they said, well, Marvel has this so maybe we just need to have something more like lighthearted like that and they they screwed with things too much they weren't nimble they just threw the baby out with the bathwater. basically it's mm-hmm. real dumb i mean my thing is before the mcu came along wb has had their hands on the most popular characters and superhero in the superhero lore and it took them it still took them 20 years to put wonder woman in a movie you know can, even can though you, can you do me a favor can you stop saying wb because every time you say wb i keep thinking you mean the network and not warner brothers it's so... or, or the fraud you're expecting so i'm like <laughs> okay sorry. well you know yeah. what i mean i know i'm just joking with you barbara <laughs> Well, bro. <laughs> Is that better, Warbro? But Way better. For real, Wonder Woman was a top three most 
popular superhero character. You, you could and argue they, that it's one of the most iconic female characters of all time. I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they screwed the pooch. They freaked out about things. They didn't have a plan. They absolutely could have done what Feige did with the MCU. And they just, because they kept freaking out and abandoning their plan, they ended up in the situation that they're in where we've got no direction. There's a new Batman. Also, two old Batman are going to come back and be Batman in the Flash movie. And there's no clarity on the universe who's where it's heading the rock has been promoting black adam for a couple of years with the line the hierarchy of power in the dc universe is about to change what does that mean anyone yeah, who thinks what is that, the hierarchy <laughs> yeah what is the higher anyone who thinks there doesn't need to be someone at the helm setting the table for what people should expect it's just dead wrong and, but you know and even if they didn't want to like completely go with like one connected universe and i don't actually necessarily think they have to do a connected universe they just I, need I to have someone okay. who's making it support one another right because like what if is not canon to no. the mcu but yet it supports the mcu so well so they could have yeah. that and i don't want to see robert pattinson next to jason momoa like it, it would lessen the Batman to me. And and like whenever we get around to talk about the Batman, I can just say that I have controversial statements in the positive for it. And Jason does not agree with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't have a strong opinion against No, it. I just, I just, I personally at this moment in time, I'll just say right now, like I liked the Batman more than the Dark Knight. And some of you might think I'm a moron, but then again, I, you know, I actually just thought it was really well made and I was really impressed with it. So um but yeah like why can't you have the batman and the suicide squad and you know maybe you do have a different batman in the suicide squad I, i'm okay with that and that, as long as you have a plan yeah have then, a plan then, then it's it. then it then it makes yeah. sense not yeah because right entities. yeah because right now it feels like like you said like they're just throwing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks mm -hmm. it's like because oh, like the problem i had obviously with the direction was they did not take time to develop Superman or, you know, Batfleck. And so, and I, I don't, I'm not a hater on bat, bat, you know, the Batman aspect of Batman versus Superman was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, especially yeah, the scene was where, great as Batman. The scene where he says, Martha um, was great. Like that was probably my favorite sequence was when he was being Batman. And it was some of the best Batman fights I'd seen. Yeah. Um, and in more of a comic book kind of way. And I really liked that part, but it would have been cool to see that movie. It would have been cool to see, you know, Ben Affleck's solo film. But it's hard to, when you watch Batman next to Superman and Wonder Woman and The Flash, and he's human, and he's going against aliens, you're immediately ramping up to they're going against, obviously Superman is an alien, but um, it's just, it, it, it was such a leap of logic to see this character who we haven't really established immediately fighting such super-powered things. So um, they definitely tried to lean no, on people's I mean, knowledge of, and, and, of Batman previously. And, and Batman mm -hmm. for Superman, Dawn of Justice. I mean, right there, when you have to label your movie that you're already you're already behind the eight ball. Which Obviously. isn't even what Snyder or the writers were thinking. Like yeah. were, that was a studio tack on for branding. Yeah, but right. I'm just saying, like, even if, like, just looking at it from a branding sense of like looking at the story wise, 
it's like, I just wish somebody had said, Hey, maybe we're doing too much. Maybe we should just do, you know, like, like, why do we have to have one? Why was wonder, why did wonder woman need to be in that movie? It just didn't make sense. You know, yeah. like it, it was like, cause wonder woman, the film was phenomenal. It was great. It, it was, was great. A, and like, why couldn't you've made that movie first? Like, why couldn't right. you have made a, a solo, a, like do a sequel of Superman and, but you maybe do something else. Like, you know, come up with a different bad guy for him to fight or something, right. you know? Well, there's like, a way to do the team up movie first. Well, because we saw that with X-Men and, and X2. Yeah, I mean, but they're they, a team. That's the difference. Right, right. Yeah. But they still had to establish all of those characters in the movie yeah. and they did it well. Whereas, well, Gar- I guess Gar- Guardian- well. Guardians would be an example. Another, yeah, another example Guardians, where it's like, yeah, who are these people to me? I may know their lore if I've read their yeah. comics order, but who are these people you are presenting? And yeah. those movies did it well. They could have theoretically with Batman versus Superman, they just didn't because there was no good plan. And I want to go back to something you mentioned about um, how interested you would have been in seeing a Ben Affleck Batman solo film. Affleck. Affleck. Yes. Uh, I think one of the things that uh, is often, often kind of lost, but it's very relevant to the conversation we're having, Ben Affleck's solo film that he was developing and was going to direct before mm-hmm. he decided he didn't need to do it was going to be this movie. It was going to be mm-hmm. the Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. the Batman is the replacement of that movie, but yet it's not in the universe. I mean, how do you say, okay, we're going to do an in-universe Batman movie? Oh, Ben Affleck doesn't want to do it. Oh, well, this guy's got a good idea. Oh, he just wants to totally change it and do his own thing. Sure, fine. And so, it, so now you've yeah. taken something out of the plan and you didn't plug mm-hmm. anything in it. And now you just put something alongside <laughs> of it. I mean, what are you doing? It's a great movie, yeah. so I can't say that they screwed the pooch and and made the wrong move. But they lucked th- out. They, they got Matt. They lucked out because they got Matt Reeves, and so that mm-hmm. was the difference. Was they got a really good director, and but um, and, and they've had really good director. I mean, they've had you know like Patty Jenkins, obviously, and and some you know some other really great um, you know, and, and I mean that's that's what's frustrating is it's not like it's not for lack of talent necessarily. And I mean, and I'll, 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 you know, knock Snyder as much as I can on some, about some things, but I know Snyder's talented and I know with a good script and maybe a good producer, he could have really made something great out of, out of man. You know, he probably could have learned from his mistakes um, with, with man of steel and made something a little bit better for the sequel. I think even yeah. if they had, I don't let me say it this way. Yeah. And I, I kind of said this when we talked about the Snyder cut of, mm-hmm. of justice league, because in addition to how that movie presented Superman, as well as some of the interviews I saw Zack Snyder do, I have a better understanding of the fact that Superman was having an arc. Mm-hmm. And so what people didn't like about Man of Steel, in retrospect, I, re- I, I, um, I like more than when I first watched it because we weren't supposed to see Christopher Reeve style Superman in the mm-hmm. first movie. We were supposed to see him grow towards that. Because yeah. Snyder said something to the effect of how in every other Superman movie, live action, whatever, uh, he's always the same. Superman is always the same. So why don't we see him kind of change a little bit? Yeah. And 
and you see him becoming going from brooding to the lighting lighter character just in snack zach snyder's versions of these movies so i yeah. think that this goes back to what jason said earlier because the studio freaked out and said let's change stuff you don't get to see that growth and, and the comparative that we didn't have back then that we now have is i would compare it to how peter parker Mm-hmm. His origin story in the MCU has actually been the entire trilogy. It wasn't just one singular movie. Yeah, yes. it was his entire trilogy plus the other movies. And, and there's mm. someone at Screen Crush who was calling that before even No Way Home came out. But now that we see that in No Way Home, that was the with great power comes great responsibility movie. Okay. We see that it took all of those movies for him to become the classic Spider-Man. So I think that's what Zack Snyder was doing with Superman, but the yeah. Warner Brothers didn't didn't let him finish that. Well, and you kind of look at it just from like, you know, from a fiducial standpoint as a company to the shareholders, you just say to them, now I think something that was commercially successful and critically successful to Batman so far has made 365 million, but Marvel has doubled that. Right with no way home right because it's made like 750 million dollars you know so it is absolutely so if you're looking at it as a stockholder person i'm like what you are not fulfilling our wants and desires like why is this you know why is coke destroying pepsi to the point where pepsi is like when you're at a restaurant and they say oh we serve pepsi you know what i mean oh we showed dc (laughs) movies you know like that's that's kind of how it is right now Mm-hmm. And I think I do think that's why if you have someone with a vision who understands and again, it doesn't necessarily have to be an exact connected universe. But like you keep saying, Trace, someone who understands a vision and, and acts the plan and, and makes it clear to the public what they're doing. I think that's I think then you can be successful and you can I mean, obviously, you know, again, you know, the three of us growing up, Iron Man, Thor and Captain America were not on our walls it was batman and it was superman for the most part i would imagine you know mm-hmm. and, and prince but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and so like you have that the two of the biggest icons of of you know american culture really when you think about it and they just they let it go downhill i mean i think i think it was the moment where batman was ice skating and batman and robin they just <laughs> lost the ball and they've just haven't got it back so i mean they've got they got lucky with nolan but even nolan yeah. i mean it's a diminishing returns because I, I i can't really defend that the dark knight rises hold on someone's hold on someone's knocking on the door yeah rob rob it's me bane i live in the darkness and i want to talk to you about an extended universe of bane verse <laughs> I actually like Dark Knight Rises. I bet you do. <laughs> I think it's, I, I like it too. It's third in my ranking of those movies, but mm-hmm. I still, oh, yeah. like, it's still no, good. The, I mean, the, it's still the, better than most. The plane sequence is pretty amazing. The, yeah. the, the hijack I, plane. Yeah. I mean, like, there's some, there's some really cool stuff in that movie. And Bane's, but... a, I think he's a good villain. I think, and Tom Hardy did a good job. Well, thank you very much, Trey. I always <laughs> like Yale more than Harvard. The voice, <laughs> the voice is funny. Anne Hathaway, I think, is great in it. Yeah, put her in tights and I'll go. I'll, I'll pay a lot of money to watch that. <laughs> it's oh, the voice no. is funny and I get it. And it is a long movie, but 
they did a great job with that. I, I'll say, it, yeah, I'll, you know, I can't, I can't complain about movies being long when the Batman's almost three hours, and I was like, yeah. and you liked it. That one worked. I, I mean, yeah, I would probably give the edge of uh, the Batman to Dark Knight Rises, but I, I, you know, personally. no, I mean, it's, it, but again, it's, it, I, it, I don't want to get into it because Trey hasn't watched it yet, but there's just some reasons why, and it could just be what, the way I'm, you know, feeling, but I think it's a lot of the references and and the point. And, a lot of the technical things in the movie I really liked. Um, but but Rob, a lot you of made the, movies, a lot of the choices sure. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Rob, you made the exact right analogy and it connects to what Jason said with Zucker is that is really these executives looking at why are we in distant second? Yeah. And so let's change stuff up. And, and you, that's when you end up messing stuff up. Like, you know, Les Moonves is not necessarily a good guy, but where he was smart, Mm-hmm. was when Letterman fell into second place after Leno got the um, Hugh Grant, the coveted Hugh Grant interview. Yeah. CBS, Les Moonves didn't say, oh, this sucks. We need to do, we need to change up Letterman to get back in the number one position. No, Les Moonves said, we're making money. And this right. show's doing really well. Right. So let's and they, they also doing right. They also were fine paying him more than NBC was paying Jay Leno. Well, because they brought him value, brought value to the network. Right. Well, and even like when you look at it from a sense of like, when you compare like Nolan stuff, like, because obviously um, 2012 is when Dark Knight Rises and the Avengers comes out. Avengers comes out first. What did it make over $550 million, something like that? Or, you know, yeah, it was like the first one to cross 500 million domestically. And, but, that one no it was more than that because because i think dark knight was the first one across 500 but no matter what though you know the avengers made a lot of money but so did the dark knight rises it made almost 500 million dollars it was not as financially successful as the dark knight and it wasn't as successful as um as as the avengers but it was still pretty damn successful right, so right. that's why you know so it's like they just i you know it's like why not and 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 i think i go back to that people always bring you know nolan famously said well nobody really asked me if i wanted to keep making the movies you know and now that nolan has his famous breakup with warner brothers and he's not making oppenheimer with them you got to say that you know they've lost this talent that made them a lot of money yeah. and and so there has to be something there too as a as a as a stockholder again you have to say why are you losing this talent why why yeah. are you not you're not performing like your competitors and now mm-hmm. you're losing your talent. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I could see where I could see eventually where Zack Snyder says, I don't want to do anything with Warner brothers again. You know, yeah. I mean, it could happen. I, I almost feel like he already has said that too. Is he? Yeah. I just mean, mm-hmm. he, I don't know that he's doing a bunch with them. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so yes, they need somebody in charge. They need, they need somebody smart mm-hmm. in charge and they, and they need a, to, you know, lock your shit up basically mm-hmm. right. and that, <laughs> right. that mindset too of why aren't you doing what the competitor is doing is another part even though it's a on the one hand a valid question it's also part of the downfall of yeah uh, of the dceu because there's no catching up to a, a cinematic universe that started several years before you you're not going to yeah. just catch up you still well, have to lay the foundation and, right. and do, you don't have to make them all origin stories, but right. you still have to lay yeah. the foundation. Give us so good, that, 
writing to where because like for instance why why i like the batman so much yes we know that one you don't see sorry Trey, it's not a big spoiler you don't see the famous pearls trying to be stolen and martha and 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 john is it john? yeah yeah, yeah the, i yeah. appreciate it you that don't too. see you don't see them get killed you don't need to anymore yeah you don't see there i mean you don't like he's in his second year as batman it's not his first year so you don't yeah. see a lot of that stuff they 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 just like they assume you know some of this stuff already and i appreciate that same with Wait. like I, that's what i liked about spider-man getting yep. introduced you didn't see him get bit by the spider mm-hmm. obviously they didn't do the uncle ben thing because spoiler no i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say that ant-man gets killed in the last one <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen like yeah, come on the movie made the like no, the number, like, one, number one movie, movie. It's like made a yeah. billion dollars like, anyone who hasn't it, seen you it then you don't want to yeah. Yes, so. <laughs> but that's why I keep don't don't just don't say those words. Don't say it with great power. I'm not don't finish because Trey, you're gonna get stabbed in the back if you keep saying it. So <laughs> <laughs> when when you think about like music in the '60s, everybody was trying to catch up to the Beatles, and and the Beach Boys were trying to do something creative and amazing, and they come up with Pet Sounds, and it's amazing and crit- commercially successful. But then obviously, then you know, you get. Is that is that Sergeant Pepper's right after that, Jason? I don't recall when Pet Sounds came out in regards to Sergeant Pepper's. I do know that one inspired the other. Yeah, and so you have to think about it like it's kind of like there was a little bit of competitiveness to it in yeah. a way because they're trying to outdo each other in a way. But who won? We we all got Sergeant Pepper's and we all got Pet Sounds. Right. And that's that's what DC needs to see. It's it's okay to make Pet Sounds. We're going to both awesome movies. <laughs> we're we're seeing both. If we're they're good, both. then they do well. Yeah. So even if Pet Sounds didn't do as well, I don't know. I don't know commercially. They might have it might have done better than Sergeant Pepper. But I'm just pointing out that even in that kind of artistic competition, we as consumers can can succeed. So that's what right. we're gonna get to. We yeah. can succeed and they can too, because yeah. they can look at it as Hey, we may not have been number one this year, but we still made a killing. And because the movies are good, they will mm-hmm. continue to make a killing. Yeah, Whereas exactly. if you make bad movies, people are going to watch it one time. And, and then essentially, it. It, I, I feel like a lot of the problem, too, is that they are responding to the fervor of some people on Twitter. Sometimes, not all of the time, if they were really fully responding to them, they would restore the Snyderverse, which they're not going to do. But... I just think they have to think about who they are trying to appease sometimes because Mm -hmm. they'll do stuff and then they don't really fully deliver. And it's just because they they haven't laid out a plan. Now, Mm -hmm. speaking of Snyder and how fans got the Snyder cut to come out, something that actor Jay Hernandez, who played Diablo and David Ayer's Suicide Squad, Something he said reignited the discussion about releasing the Ayers cut of Suicide Squad. And he ended up making a valid point that it wouldn't actually cost any extra because they already have all of this Mm -hmm. stuff that David Ayer wanted. So do they need to release the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad? Absolutely. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, I don't know if I'd use the word need, but yeah, I mean they should. <laughs> Why not? They might because, as well. Yeah, because it's it's done. People are talking about it, so it's not going to cost the money, like you said. And 
you know, even if it's just casual curiosity, mm-hmm. people will, will tune into HBO Max for it. And that's yeah. yeah. And that's what you need. You need subscribers, yeah. you need eyeballs. And I mean, I think about it too. Um, like I've watched how many versions of Blade Runner? I've watched, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the yeah. Rangers cut, all that stuff. So it's like, you know, a lot of people give it a shot. If you, if you, if, yeah. if they're like, maybe it is better. And I probably would give it a shot because I was really disappointed in that movie. I was too. I felt well, you know like, what I read happened with that. And you've probably read this too, is that because of guardians of the galaxy. Oh yeah. And, and again, the, mm-hmm. the, um, the overcorrecting because of the response to Batman versus Superman. They said, well, we need that snappy music filled kind of uh-huh. team too. And in addition to whatever reshoots they did, they literally had a trailer company, a company that makes trailers, recut the movie. Wow. And so that's why it's like, it keeps playing like a music video and keeps reintroducing characters. That explains so much. That explains so much. Oh, yeah. I just thought thought it was because someone at at Warner Brothers walked up to David Ayer and they're like, throw your David Ayer up in the air. (laughs) Well, let's now talk about what we would like to see them do with these potential changes with this shakeup or what they should have done all along. I think all along, if they wanted to start with a team up movie, they still should have done a Batman solo film. It should, I think it should have gone man of steel have a cameo from Batfleck at the end. Remember what's at the beginning of Batman versus Superman of Bruce Wayne running through the streets and mm-hmm. seeing Zod. Well, and that would have been fight. really cool. That should have been at the. That should have been an after the credits or just the end of Man of oh, Steel. Oh, that would have been an amazing stinger. That would yeah. have been an amazing stinger. They should have done it there, and then done a Batman movie where he's talking about the Superman. I've got to come back out of hiding or whatever and return. And do a basically a Dark Knight Returns sort of movie, and you know, show us where he's been, and show us why he is PO'd at Superman, and then do a Batman versus Superman movie. Or yes. I think what maybe would have made more sense too is to have Batman in the solo movie catch Deadshot. Like maybe he's also dealing with that, and have Boomerang get caught. And so maybe have a Flash movie already mm. and have him establishing, oh, I can I can actually run back in time. Like establish that before Batman versus Superman so that you can then put it in there and now you see why it makes sense and you see how it can work. They still need to change a lot about Batman versus Superman, but you, you could then introduce Wonder Woman and Batman versus Superman without also having to bog the movie down introducing and telling us who this Batman is. Well, even if you've already like, done that. One thing that could have been cool is if, if like, if, you know, like Bruce is at, and Batman versus Superman, if he's at some gala for the museum and he's like, who is this piece? And he meets her. Pinky yeah, you know, and then Pinky it's Pinky just, Pinky yeah, Pinky 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 <laughs> um, if, uh, if, if, you know, like he saw her and like he had like a, a romantic thing, like spark with her, not necessarily that like a big relationship, but just something there. 
and he like there's something about this woman and then maybe you like but that's it like maybe just that little bit like like don't establish that she's actually wonder woman yet like make us wonder who she is like say she's diana or maybe she goes by a different name or something right see what you did there make us wonder oh (laughs) it makes you wonder um but you know something like that yeah do something like that and also set up suicide squad by having those characters like in some way get caught in the previous superhero movies yeah um and 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 you can you know kind of establish all of those characters a little better if you if you spread that out in some sort of way and um you know maybe even in uh, it would probably be i think batman versus superman is just way too bloated of a movie with too much going on there's too much i mean you've got it should have been just them against each other i don't yeah, I don't understand all of the stuff. You don't with need Doomsday. Doomsday. Lex Luthor, I mean, you really don't need Doomsday. You I mean, don't need you... them trying to set up Dark Side coming. Like that was too much. No, it was way too. I mean, it was like. <laughs> well, I do think because they're both good guys, I understand needing some explanation for how they could get manipulated into fighting each other. Yeah. Well, that's what I think you can uh, kind of help establish. But I, I don't think know if with you the need Batman solo film you can do. I don't right. think you need Doomsday, but I right. think yeah. that's what you can establish with the Batman solo film is why he wants to fight Superman. Right. Yeah. And then in Batman versus Superman, we're seeing the response that Superman Clark Kent has to the events of Batman. Oh, I just had I just had an idea. What if he does have a relationship with Diana? And it gets to the point where it's just those two against each other. Like he's just so mad about what ha- and he blames him for the man, what happened at the end of man of still that he gets the upper hand. And when he's about to kill Superman, that's when wonder woman shows up reveals and stops herself. Him. Oh, reveals herself and stops him and says, you know, like, no, like, you know, like convinces him that it's wrong because both their mom's names are Martha. Um, <laughs> Cause wouldn't that have been cool? That then that would have been an amazing reveal that she's wonder mm-hmm. woman. And like that, I mean, that, and that, that could have built character. It could have built tension for mm-hmm. the justice league. Mm-hmm. And then you release wonder woman. Like they did. The studio wouldn't have let it happen that way. Cause they wanted to announce they got wonder woman in a movie. But that would I know, have been cool. I know, but that would have been so, I mean, because we would mm-hmm. all we would think about like some of the stuff and I mean we I mean obviously most of us probably knew that Garfield and that Toby Maguire were probably going to be in No mm-hmm. Way Home, but still though, Sony sucks at yeah. Yeah, and poor and poor Andrew Garfield had to be out there talking about tick tick boom and everybody's like, Are you in Spider-Man? He's like, No, I'm just in this movie singing a lot of good songs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but what were some of your, I mean, what, what kind of ideas did you have, Trey? So let me start with reminding everybody that DC, and I, I couldn't find an article where they said this because there's too much DC stuff, but you'll probably remember that in the beginning, they said, we're not going to do it the Marvel way. We're not doing all these origin stories. We're doing our own thing, blah, blah, blah. So it's helpful to remind folks what the release, what Marvel's release order was going through the Avengers. So just the first six movies. So Iron Man in 2008, The Incredible Hulk the next month, Iron Man 2 in 2010, Thor in 2011, uh, in April 2011, Captain America that July of 2011, and then the Avengers the next year. So six movies leading up to the first team up. 
So what DC actually did, before I get into my thoughts, Man of Steel as the first movie in 2013, Batman v Superman 2016, Suicide Squad later that year, Wonder Woman, then Justice League as the fifth movie in 2017. So congratulations, DC. You got to the Justice League one whole movie before Marvel yeah. did the Avengers. So yay, you destroyed your product <laughs> to get one movie ahead. Oh, and yeah, you did have a little bit of a team up in the second movie. And they still did origin uh, stories, essentially. Right. It's, I think it was, it was like, essentially after Man of Steel that they said, let's do this universe and not do origin. So they yeah. at least still, that, that's the only reason they still got an origin out of Man of Steel, I think. Well, and, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, Earth Wonder Woman too. Is a, you know, yeah, that's an origin, yeah. Um, so, so that was the stupidity of even how they were thinking about it. Um, Zack Snyder wanted to do a proper Man of Steel sequel before doing anything with Batman. But the yeah. studio forced this timing down his throat. Oh. Um, so a couple of things to inform my order, because I actually put together a release order when we were talking Snyder nice. Cut last year. Nice. Um, so again, I, I mentioned earlier the arc for Superman's growth. So that's part of what informs my release order. Another thing that the Snyder Cut made clear that we couldn't tell because he didn't get his solo movie before Batman versus Superman is Batman for most of his career was the kind of Batman we're used to. The, the more honorable, not brutal guy. And the events of his life are what led him to more brutal Batman v Superman type Batman. There's all and the more reason Snyder, why they shouldn't have rushed it. Yeah, Exactly. And then, and then the Justice League movie is where you see him regaining his faith. He even says a line, something like, faith, Alfred, faith. That's the Batman he was by the end of Justice League was him returning to what he had been, but the audience didn't see because Warner Brothers is stupid. So here's my release order. Still Man of Steel coming out first, essentially happening the way that, that it happened. And I have the stinger in a different place than where you place it, Jason. So we have the Batflex solo movie as the second movie in my DCEU. And again, informed by what was in the movies we've seen. That so is what it, I was saying, though. Yeah. So this is the Batman we know of, the understand. Make this movie Death in the Family. Because we know from Snyder's movies that a Robin has been killed. His version yeah. makes it Dick Grayson. But, but a Robin has died. So make this movie the movie where he dies. Mm -hmm. We know from Suicide Squad that it was Joker and Harley so make it that so it tees up Suicide Squad. Yeah, and them getting maybe captured. Even, yeah, right. Or at least and maybe even it. have dead, dead shot in it for Suicide Squad if it fits, if it's not too bloated. And, and so anyway, Robin's death really breaks Bruce. And just as he's teetering at the end of the movie is the end of Man of Steel and Bruce watching those oh, events. Okay. So now it's Robin plus... His, his second his, uh, family, his Wayne Enterprises family right. dying. And it's like, now he's just broken. He can't, he's out of his mind because the double whammy, right. Robin and, and Wayne Enterprises. Movie ends. Now you get a, a proper Man of Steel sequel. Man of Steel sequel. This introduces Lex mm. and all of the backstory that they tried to squeeze into Batman versus Superman you're getting in this movie. 
mm-hmm. his whole thing about raising questions of God among men, Lex doing the research and his meta hypothesis that was a big deal in the director's cut of, of Batman versus Superman, the one that actually explains stuff. And then at the end of this movie can be a stinger where now Bruce is doing his research into Superman. So now you've properly teed up Batman versus Superman. So you can do that movie as like a 90 minute movie, right. but it still had all of this, the setup mm-hmm. and you can do, I think if, if you do it in this order, you can still have Wonder Woman come in and it's the same way that Black Panther and Spider-Man were introduced right. in Civil yeah. War. Right. But also, you know, something I just want to pause on, what is wrong with making a 90 minute movie? Like, actually, isn't that more financially smart? Because then you could have more showings in the day instead of like, you know, if you have five, you can have seven or eight. Doesn't that make more sense? Like if you're like someone who's thinking about like theater distribution and screens, like the more like the shorter the movie is, the more you can actually have showing. I mean, I don't people know. don't pay by the hour. Yeah, they pay by the one ticket. So right. doesn't that make more sense? Sorry. Yeah, I think that 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 does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same story. Like you can do the same story that we got. It's just you now can you can tell it cut more the fat. effectively. <laughs> yeah, cut the fat. Yeah. 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 And then after you do Batman versus Superman, then you can do maybe Flash comes in then or maybe before. So I had Wonder Woman as number f- as my number five. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and then you can even put in like Green Lantern stuff, like just a cyborg movie. Like just have these ha- yeah. like after Batman versus Superman. Now give us Aquaman, Cyborg, and, and, and maybe you know somebody else. So I that's essentially what Justice League. That's essentially what I did because I treated Batman versus Superman as DC still kind of beating Marvel to the team up. Yeah. So that's the team up. So now we can do some more origin. So Wonder Woman is number five. Cyborg and the Flash can be six or seven, whichever order you want to do. And so you, now all that origin stuff that Snyder was saddled with in his Justice League movie comes out and you, yeah. you do it in Cyborg and the Flash. Then you do Justice League. I could, because of the fact that they planned Aquaman's solo effort to go directly from Snyder's, um, Snyder's cut of Justice League, I still kept Aquaman after Justice League. But again, you're, you're presenting Aquaman the same way as... Uh, as we did Wonder Woman and Batman v Superman, you can still introduce him before his solo movie because everyone else has developed now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then you do Aquaman, then Shazam, then Suicide Squad. So now most of the Suicide Squad members have been introduced in all of these solo, like in the Flash, right. Captain Boomerang was caught and in Batman solo movie, you had these other folks. So now you're just introducing Waller Unless he's been Nick Fury showing up in in yeah. post credit scenes and Flag and Enchantress, and now it, it, this movie makes more sense without you having to introduce everybody. Right. True. Then right. you can do Birds of Prey, and then Wonder Woman '84 was my well. Name. And you know, Birds part of the problem because as as we've said, you can do a movie with a bunch of people and introduce everyone, and it still be good. The problem, though. Part of the problem with Suicide Squad is that they were also doing these like Batman cameo scenes and Flash cameo, you know, and it's just it was it ended up being too much and too much of a distraction mm-hmm. and it felt too too you know almost you know, belittling was, to the characters. You know, it was also the problem with that movie 
uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, Jesus but Christ. I think his version of Joker in Snyder's cut was was far superior though. Yeah, uh, I still so hated I, I, it. I didn't I hate it. Hate I actually, I actually that laugh was awful. I hate the laugh. I the laugh it. killed it. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I I didn't have an issue with the laugh. But I, you know, I think you know the whole Hot Tropics Joker is obviously wrong. Oh yeah, I, it was I terrible. It's cool. I don't, I like, don't like. He it. actually he did a really cool shot in that movie where where the where the Joker's lying down with all those knives like yeah. ridiculously mm-hmm. placed. That was a really cool shot. It was but man, was it wasted on a bad Joker? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was I saw that movie with my friends, and at least two of us started laughing out loud when they showed that scene of the Joker in the in the club, yeah. just sitting there holding the cane and his mouth open. And you see the grills, oh my and it's like, oh man, this <laughs> who the fuck is this? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not I'm not one that's like pro cancer culture, but can we cancel? can we cancel that that joker because it just feels like it just feels slightly racist so (laughs) (laughs) but not nearly as bad as um killer croc oh gosh yeah that was very stereotypical dude dude just all he wants is bet not cable he doesn't ask for cable he doesn't ask for tv yeah he asks for bet and then they just show him watching booty shaking (laughs) yeah that's impressive. That's pretty. I forgot about that. I only watched the movie one time, so that's why I forgot. Oh, me too. But yeah, I only watched it once. I would watch that. Just, uh, well, also, a, I'm, a I have a new perspective. Than you. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like, man, why are they painting us in my, that corner again? My, my white <laughs> yeah. ass is like, oh, okay, I guess I probably would want to watch BET. <laughs> that's a pretty good joke. Uh, well, I do yeah. still want to see Black Adam and uh, Shazam 2. And um, I, I mean, I'm going to watch some of these things at least, unless it looks yeah. just too bad. I wanna, but I do want to come back after you you finally get to see the Batman, because there's some stuff that you said in this that I want to talk about, because I think there, it'll be really good subject about some of the de- depiction and kind of where Batman ends up at the end of the movie versus the beginning. I think it, you'll find it interesting. So I thought, okay. I thought it was a really solid movie. I enjoyed it's it. It's a really solid movie. It's yeah. I mean, a lot a lot of like I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were rating the Batman movies and they they were still the Dark Knight and then they leaned they kind of leaned towards Batman, Batman Returns, then the Batman is kind of where mm-hmm. they were kind of you know ending at it. And I think there could have been a, a a move that would have put it above the original Batman, but maybe not as, at least these are very pro Batman returns people. So, but Mm -hmm. you're, you know, but I'm more of a traditionalist in the sense that I just, I like Jack Nicholson. So I am more of a Batman fan than a Batman returns fan, but that's Mm -hmm. not, but that's again, again, all of this stuff is like when I compare dark Knight to the Batman, it's like comparing lobster to steak. Like I'd like both of them. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just, uh, we have a, uh, we have several great Batman movies. I think lucky. that's ultimately why I haven't seen it yet. And I, I, there's nothing about the movie that made me not want to see it because I want to see it. I've always wanted to see it, but I think the, the fact that DC is so mishmash and we keep having all these reboots of batman yeah that is just like i wasn't in a rush to see it no i mean that's how i felt about i I didn't see um homecoming spider-man homecoming 
in the theater because I was like, oh, God damn it. I don't need to watch another Spider-Man movie about mm-hmm. him Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just wasn't, in, I wasn't into it. And then when yeah, I saw I, it, I was like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, that's what kept me from the Garfield ones. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I, I thought you were talking saw... about the movie Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> I, but now you're a big tail. I grew Kitty's up fans. on the Garfield cartoon. I didn't. Yeah. Need <laughs> you also hate Mondays. I, I had Dave Coulier as Garfield. Why do I need Bill Murray as Garfield? That, it was Dave hack. Coulier doing a Bill Murray impression. Why do I need the actual Bill Murray? You had a geo site for Breckenmeyer when you were younger, so don't act <laughs> like you didn't watch Garfield. <laughs> wow. Can you Thank imagine you. if I really did? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I imagine that reality every day, Jason. <laughs> By the way, speaking of mishmash, real quick, another reason why this universe makes no sense is the Batgirl movie that's coming out is going to have J.K. Simmons playing her dad, but Michael Keaton's the Batman in that movie, apparently. So, like, what the hell? I mean, maybe the Flashpoint movie is going to make this make sense, but don't expect Apparently, it there's some stuff like that going on, but it feels like afterthought stuff to Mm -hmm. justify things it's all a mess and it's affecting everything and they're not doling it out well do you think there's Mm -hmm. that gonna be a lot of controversy about the scene where you start smacking her in the face asking her if she was rushing or dragging (laughs) (laughs) whiplash oh you can't tell the difference sorry (laughs) that's a great movie i need to watch it again um well let's move on to the next topic which is video game movie adaptations Vulture did a ranking of the 43 video game movie adaptations, and I was surprised that there were as many as 43, but I do believe 29 of them are Resident Evil films. But yeah, <laughs> and also, and also, if you haven't dived into the greatness that is Yuli Bowl, um, oh yeah, yeah. so there's a <laughs> lot of Yuli so Bowl. many, yeah. yeah well, here's their lot. top five, and we can try to link to the Vulture article in the bio but here's their top five sonic the hedgehog from 2020 super mario brothers interesting choice mortal kombat also kind of an interesting choice resident evil welcome to raccoon city not the one not any of the ones with jovovich interesting and number one werewolves within which i too did not realize that was a video I, game adaptation. Well, so I didn't know. I you know I've been wanting to watch that movie forever because I love Sam, and it's just it, I missed like my opportunity, and so I I didn't. And I actually finally looked it up on Friday, and it actually it was on show. It's on Showtime right now. But God bless my parents who even at forty I still cable from them. Um, they have that, <laughs> and so I, I watched it on Friday night, and it start it starts with like it's Ubisoft or is that the name of the, the yeah. video game company? That's mm-hmm. that's like they're like producers of the movie. So like, yeah. if I had watched it, I probably would have realized. Wait a minute, isn't Ubisoft like video? I movie? have wanted yeah. that's that movie has been on my list of to watch movies for ever since it came out. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, I know. I was like Sam in a horror movie. A while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I've I've really wanted to see it. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. So the reason I was sort of surprised about Super Mario Brothers getting in their top five is yeah. that it is a famously bad movie um, so, that didn't and, do well. And, and didn't understand the game at all. <laughs> right, right. 
And yeah. Detective Pikachu, which was number six, is considered a good movie. And it also it did well. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was in the top 10, and they had positive things to say about it. It's a little bit weird of a ranking list. Ranking lists can kind of go all over the place. Well, I, it seemed like their bottom movies, they were more judging by the critical response to the film. And then in their top 10, it was just like their opinion. It's like so, they merged two different lists. Like they right. took the what's good, what's legitimately good to great. Yeah. And then what's the... It's as if they were watching Red Letter Media doing Best of the Worst. I mean, that's because yeah. literally the way they describe some of these is is that kind of terminology. Right. It's so bad as good kind of stuff. <laughs> and so that seems to be why Super Mario Brothers is where it is, because they consider it a so horrible funny that to it watch. has its own funny. But that yeah. doesn't deserve to be number four on this. Even exactly. a list of exactly. 43. It's, it's a garbage way of ranking. <laughs> right. Which, again, typical for ranking movies. So it, it, it blew my mind because I think it's like there's one movie that's like obviously the best video game adaptation of my period, in my opinion. Well, and what is it? It's I, Silent I, Hill. I, Silent I think, Hill. Very, I think very Silent good choice. Is it, it's because I mean, it's a legitimately great horror movie. It is very scary. It is extremely gory like do not i mean if you are of light of heart do not take this recommendation at you know like yeah it the last 15 minutes are pretty rough but i really enjoyed silent hill and the video a, game i really thought it was a great and actually the sequel wasn't terrible either um there's a pretty cool scene where they're like there's these eyeless um women and they have to be or like nurses and they have to be really quiet to walk through them it's a really good sequence mm. um but I really, I really liked um, Silent Hill. I thought I was really impressed with it. And I just, I was shocked that it was not, I mean, it got beat out by Double Dragon. Yeah. Who? Which is a horrible the movie. F like Double Dragon. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand this ranking. When you have um, Bailey from Party of Five doing karate, you fucked up. So. <laughs> And, and they didn't uh, even like in their description, they didn't even really name who's in it, which would have made it at least worth paying some attention to. They'd mentioned the, the one scene of George Hamilton, Vanna White and Andy Dick at the beginning and that yeah. Robert Patrick's in it. But they don't tell you Alyssa Milano or like someone who might actually make you care. Scott but, Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't I mean. It was just, I mean, like, even like, I'm not a huge fan of the Angelina Jolie um, Tomb Raider movies. Yeah, me neither. I actually thought Cradle of Life was way better. I've, I actually thought that one was, way, and actually it was directed, I think that one, one of them was directed by Simon West and one of them wasn't. And I think it, I think it was the second one was directed by Simon West. I could be wrong. Who's made some, you know, like Con Air. So the guy knows how to make a, you know, pretty good. <laughs> well, Yonda Bond did The Cradle of Life. And Jan de Bont. Oh, um, Jan de Bont did Cradle of Life. Then Simon West was the done. Damn, then he did the bad one. <laughs> and Simon West did do Tomb Raider. He did the first. Raider. Yeah, and I liked actually. I I did for like ninety percent of it. I did like the remake or the the new one with um Alisa Alisa Vikander. I liked because I liked the 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 opening part of it and like her kind of mm -hmm. slowly becoming Laura Croft. 
Yeah, I heard I it. It's a good movie. Like, I, it, I, I well, it gets it a little rough. It's got Walton Goggins in it, who's okay. always great. But like, right. it's just it's just kind of it's yeah. kind of so so. It's it's a solid like C. But it was mm-hmm. yeah. I just was really disappointed in the first Tomb Raider. So it's really yeah, hard. I, it's a part of the reason I want to talk about this topic is just because I'm sort of fascinated with video game to movie adaptations because <laughs> book to movie mm-hmm. that can work better because of the type of mediums they are. Yeah. But a video game is tough. Yeah. Because the consumer, the audience member is engaging with the video game. Yeah, and then you take that away when you're making it a movie, and yeah. so it's sort of hard. Then you gotta like, like a it's, movie like Uncharted. It's not a whole. It's not a deep story that they're going with like a book can be. So it it's it's tough. And 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 adding to that, Jason is most well many video games. At least a lot of the classic video games, they don't provide backstories to the characters. No it's just story. you play. You start playing. And so this a movie, is the plumber, and he's gonna. There are two brothers, and they fight karate, double dragon. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What were you about to say, Rob? Oh well, you know, I, it's weird. Like some of the, like even like like Doom, they had really high on the list, and like it I was looked thinking. okay. But like I just I, I the thing the scene I always think of in Doom is, and they've got some good actors. I mean, Rosalind Pike and Carl Urban's the hero in it. You think mm-hmm. that it's Dwayne Johnson, but actually it's Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. And like, but there's a scene because because um they're Rosalind and, and Carl are brother and sister, and she's showing him this DNA strand, and she's like, Remember when dad taught us about lo- looking at DNA strands? Look at what's wrong with this DNA strand. It's like, what the f- what family is like sitting around children? This is how you read a nucleus and uh, the, the double <laughs> helix, like you know. And even and, if you get by that, yeah. If you're established, you and your brother are established like DNA experts, would you really sit there and say, you remember when dad said? <laughs> if you just say, hey, look at this. this is crazy. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but they. it's just, it's, it was okay. Like it just, it, it didn't understand what people liked, but I mean, it does have the famous sequence where you see it from Carl Urban's perspective and it's the first person shooter thing. And that's kind of cool. But you know, overall, I just think the plot was a little convoluted. They just didn't do it right. And same with like, I was pretty just. There was some stuff I liked about Resident Evil. I actually think Resident Evil Two is better. I thought the Resident Evil movies. So this is another thing, uh, you know, as far as success is concerned, because there's 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 success with critics thinking it's good and and people who watch it thinking it's Mm -hmm. good. And then there's obviously box office success. And a lot of these movies, the vast majority, are seen as not being successful as far as the box office is concerned. No. Because a lot of them didn't make their money back in, in a, when you look at it from the domestic return standard. But pretty I, much the, a lot of them, I won't say most, but a lot of them have done well worldwide. Like Rampage is a good example of my point. They oh, spent $120 million making that movie. Domestically, it made $101 million. Looks like a flop. But it made over $400 million worldwide. Hmm. So it's not a flop. But we don't look at it that way here because we're so focused on America. But my point is just, it's interesting sometimes because Rampage didn't get a sequel, I don't believe. 
and yet it still did that good of numbers. Resident Evil, they spend little money on those movies. Like they like I think the most was like 65 million, but most of them were like the 30 to 45 million dollar range, which is lower budget for something. That's a that's a modest budget. And they make that money back, but it's not a huge movie that year. They just they just make they make that money back and then some and then it does well on video and television and stuff. Yeah. But so I can't, the yeah, Resident like, Evil movies are a big success story. That's why they're a franchise. But yeah. we don't necessarily look at them because it's just a TNT movie. It's it, that's a lot it's of it. it. It's and it's like and I can be looking at one. And I'm like, which one is this? Because it's all it's so and it, it got so weird. And it's like, wait a minute, who is Wexler? Like, you know, that's even got, what yeah. uh, Vulture said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so like it's, it's very convoluted, but I so I haven't seen Raccoon City yet, but I would watch it. So I mean, I'll give it a shot if the, yeah. if it's that high on their list. But I did watch Werewolves Within, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I yeah, I love those actors. They're they're all really great, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I it's, I believe yeah. that it is a solid movie. It's yeah. I, I guess I'd like to know like how it relates to the video game and like how the video game works is probably trying to figure out who the werewolf is if there is a werewolf. Yeah, I watched a gameplay thing and it's really like it's kind of like you don't really clue? need the digital aspect of it. There <laughs> is it like a clue type thing? It's uh what are those games where uh, one person is like the bad guy, the assassin or whatever, and you're supposed to talk and figure out which person it is. It's clue. those. It's one of those. It's it, but not quite like Clue because there's actually a board game with Clue. I'm talking about a different. Oh one. no, I know. Like whether well, I, keep I, I can't remember what it is. But there was that's there was a Sher- there was a Sherlock Holmes game I played on the mm-hmm. Sega CD. There's so, one. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Okay. I'm sure there are people listening oh, are yeah. like it's just this, Jason. Why don't you remember? But because uh, I've played it a couple. Shut times. Shut up, but... Justina. <laughs> <laughs> But for real, like that's all this game is, and it's yeah. it's designed for you to be able to use. It's it's virtual reality, but the gameplay, all the gameplay I've seen, it's just you're just sitting around a table, and everyone yeah. it's everyone's just talking. It's like, well, what, interesting. Why do you need virtual reality for this? And why do you even need I, a video game for this I game? Don't, I don't know. I I w- I just don't think I can rate it higher than Silent Hill. But I thought it was really good. I just think Silent Hill was better because it was just a really, really good, effed up, scary movie. I like that movie. I kind of like the game a little better. Just well, a lot of people talk about how great so the, cause the game was scary as hell because uh, it had a lot to do with so good. I love and, like it had a lot game. to do with light and darkness and stuff like that. Like that's mm-hmm. yeah. I actually thought a really interesting um, <laughs> analog to that would be the there's an episode of Mythic Quest. Have you watched that show at all? <laughs> I have not. No. I know of it. No, there's a there's a really great episode where it um it's like you find out like this building that they're they're in was previously owned by another game, and it has to do with um Jake Johnson and oh what's her name from Christina Millet from How I Met Your Mo- the Mother from How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah, Milani. 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 Yeah, it's about how they met and they're he's a video game developer and like she has ideas for video games and they developed this game where you're trying to defeat death and the only weapon you have is a flashlight you're not really beating it and then it gets like convoluted into where it becomes like this big like guns and stuff in the game and it kind of ruins the relationship but it's a really cool episode 
and it kind of like shows like that kind of game and i thought that was, that was kind of it was kind of like they're developing kind of a um a silent hill type game in it it was it was a pretty good episode of that show well now, for it's... werewolves within was was the theme song just dun 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 no. Werewolves within. within. <laughs> but look at the list and comment. Do you value the camp of Double Dragon or the original Mortal Kombat, which I've stated in this podcast, I thought was way better than the 2020 version. So, <laughs> which is actually probably fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, Vulture agreed with you. But apparently, yeah. Paul, basically, Yuli Ball and Paul W.S. Anderson are the only people who can make video game movies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's move on to the final topic, which is what are you watching? What have you watched? What are you looking forward to? Uh, Justina and I just finished all three seasons of Succession. Fuck off. <laughs> we all, <laughs> that is a Logan Roy is the father of the year. Guy. Yep. <laughs> we just started Severance. We've watched two and a half episodes. I think it's a really solid show. It's on Apple, Apple TV and uh or or apple tv plus or apple plus i don't don't know it's the apple one and the the, the one that tim cook did yeah ben stiller (laughs) is the director the first couple of episodes and it stars adam scott very solid show and we also christopher walken (laughs) yeah christopher walken's in john turturro's in it great cast and we are also we just started today the third season of black lady sketch show which uh, i love the show and also good friend of the show elrinthia carter wrote for season three so uh, very very happy for her and and been enjoying uh, the the season so far what about you guys oh i guess i should also say what i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to dr strange 2 that's coming out soon Rob, what about you? I'm watching a lot of stuff right now. So uh, (laughs) I'm really enjoying Winning Time. I absolutely love it. Um, I I think the the, both, yeah. I mean, obviously, John C. Riley is one of my favorite actors of all time. I've talked about him before, especially because I love Boogie Nights so much. It's probably one of my top five movies. And I love him in Boogie Nights. Um, Another great one is Heart Eight. Sorry. I will go on my John C. Riley thing, but there's nothing he's in he's not good in. And so I, I really enjoy him as, as Dr. Buss, but the, the two actors who are playing Magic and Kareem, it's just unbelievable. They are so good at it. And it takes a while for, for Kareem to get more into the story, but he's, that guy, I, what a miracle of casting. He looks like him. He's got the voice. He's just, he's really good. So I've really, I really like that show. I also really like Jason Clark plays Jerry West and he's so good as Jerry West. I just, I, I, I really enjoy it. And um uh adrian brody is playing pat riley and yeah it's i saw really, that yeah it's i just really like it so i i highly recommend it especially you know going off of the basketball episode we just did i just i really i really can't stress how good winning time is um I really want to see i've also it. really been enjoying I, i've enjoyed um, you know you guys know i'm in the bag for hbo so i've really enjoyed tokyo vice even though it's extremely problematic to like it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also like problematic that I really like the new West Side Story too. So, <laughs> but I really like Tokyo yeah. Vice. It's really cool. Um, and I've also, um, uh, just this, this season of Top Chef has been quite enjoyable. <laughs> like I've enjoyed Top Chef. And uh, a little show, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, called Atlanta. 
Yeah, we need to catch up on that. We it's unbelievable. I the, heard it's the, great. The fourth episode will mess with your head. It is so good. Um, it's one of those. It, they've done a lot more um, this season with like unrelated stories that are like somehow related to the story. Um, and it's it's very it's really interesting some of the stuff they've done. I haven't watched this uh, last week's episode yet, um, but what I'm really looking forward to, and I know Trey Trey and I are both pretty excited about it. Is is Better Call Saul? Like I can't can't wait. I'm so excited about tomorrow night. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one too that we all love. Barry is coming back. Yeah, yeah, that's so I'm right. Really excited. I'm really excited that Barry's coming back. Um, and then uh, movie wise, I think a lot of the movies I really want to see are a little bit down the road, like Killers of the Fa- Flower Moon. And uh, actually, I'm really looking forward to watching um, on Netflix, The Gray Man. That's with okay. that's the, the Russo brothers directed that it's got um, uh, Chris Evans and uh, Dreamboat himself, Ryan Gosling. So it's, <laughs> yeah, and it's, I, right. I, actually, I got the book from the library, but I haven't had a chance to read it yet. When um, does that one come out? I don't know. It was, you know, like they had that one commercial that showed like all of the upcoming movies they're going to yeah, have. Yeah. And so that was, I tried to write down as many as I could. But, and I yeah. saw that one and I looked it up and I was like, oh, Russo Brothers. And I saw it was based on a book. So I was pretty uh, excited. Okay. I just saw yeah. it's uh, July. Okay. That makes year. sense. Yeah. So I knew um, that that was on the list of stuff coming out this yeah. year. So they've got a lot of interesting looking movies coming out this year on yeah. Netflix. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one too. And uh, so what about, have you heard about the Northman? Oh God. Yes. That looks the good. Oh man. I love Robert Eggers. He did um, the Vitch and he also did uh, the lighthouse, which is insane. The, no, and that's, that's actually, that was movie. probably the movie where I was like, that Robert Pattinson's. He's great. Bad. Yeah. He's so good at that. <laughs> and then go watch good time. Good time's a hard movie to watch, but man, I couldn't it, finish it. That's the Safety brother movie where he's Brothers like, movie. His little brother is one of the safety guys. Uh, that one, yeah, yeah. I I, like I couldn't get yeah. past the I like, like uh, the underage <laughs> thing. That was uh, I like was like click and never went back when that. Happened. <laughs> I was like, I was no, like, can't watch I, that. Can you? You can do it. Can't you? I was beneath Safi's news. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jam. Jam. <laughs> Trey, what about you? Uh, so I am enjoying watching Superman and Lois. Uh, it's uh, essentially right now the only good CW show that exists, <laughs> uh, except for Star Girl, which is coming out this summer. That's actually the legit too, uh, the the DC version of Star Girl, not the Disney one. Uh, I'm watching Moon Knight. I know. Uh, I'll watch Rob, it. Yeah, Rob. Rob. We're didn't watching watch that. We enjoy that too. Yeah, I I think Oscar Isaac is doing really good work, and I think yeah, uh, as always, you know, the director, writer, you know, he's bringing some good stuff to it, and a nice new vision. To me, I, I know Rob wasn't too into Hawkeye, but to me, the MCU just keeps delivering, uh, so I enjoy that. Um, I'm obviously looking forward to Better Call Saul. Jason hasn't watched a minute of it yet, so I can't oh God, say. Jason much about it it. but there's this is the final season and they're obviously catching up to the breaking bad timeline yeah which is gonna itself and and maybe beyond we know beyond we know beyond so yeah so it's it's a lot of stuff going on and 
I love Breaking Bad. I don't have a negative thing to say about it because it's great. I think Better Call Saul might actually be better. Two words, and, Rhea Seaborn. That's why. Yes. It's she's, totally she's it's great. Cam Wexler. It is 100% her. It's something about her and, and her and Jimmy together. It's that's that's why that's why. So I put a high percentage on that. I, I don't yeah. put 100 because I think what, in, in fairness to Breaking Bad, I think one of the things that Better Call Saul had going for it is the thing that a lot of people complain about when it comes to prequels. But I think it, it was it served Better Call Saul is that we know how it ends in Breaking Bad. Mm hmm. And so now we get to see how it came about yeah. and, and just the um, Jimmy's arc. Uh, Ray in, in some interview in like season one was talking about it. And she thinks that that Jimmy's turn is actually a lot more tragic than Walter White's. And, yeah. And it, uh, yes. I yes. heard it's amazing. I've heard that it's a really amazing uh, transition. Someone who's on the show said, I've never seen anything like what he's doing in that role. It's yeah, it's just, yeah, because he's so freaking likable, but he's also yeah. and he's so smart, but in a different way, and that's what's so it's what, and that's what I mean. All we obviously when you watch Breaking Bad and, and this, it's all about like a puzzle box, like try or like they put themselves in these corners and they have to write, you know, figure them there's their way out of it. And Walter was more of a science logical based type of decision. It's so mm -hmm. brutal, but Jimmy's more of how do I bend the rules is much as i can how can i right. how can i exploit bureaucracy he's a master at exploiting bureaucracy and, and so the other yeah, yeah I, I i agree 100 and the other yeah. thing i like about it is and, and part of why i give the the nod to better call Saul over breaking bad is walter white was essentially heisenberg by the end of season one yeah and that was only a six or eight episode season so yeah. it was like a quick turn to go mm -hmm. from the meat guy to that which they probably needed to do because it, it wasn't a prequel whereas with better call saul jimmy's still not quite saul yet even though <laughs> no. we're going into the final season and and He's we get to see the really. deaths yeah yeah and and i know that vince gilligan in, in an interview when he was talking about how they came up with this idea and started developing it they originally were going to do it as a sitcom where it's just saul giving all this crazy advice but then it kind of morphed into what it is which is far superior than that original idea. Oh my God, it's so much and, better than that. <laughs> yeah. And what the writers didn't expect is to love Jimmy so much. And because of that, start hating Saul so much. Yeah. And, and I've said this to Jason without giving away spoilers before, so it's not a spoiler now, is that there are so many moments where I'm like at the edge of my seat as if Jimmy's a real person saying, don't, don't do that, Jimmy. If you can just not do that, you won't be Saul. You know, like it's and, that sort of thing. And and there's so many questions we have about like certain people's, like we know certain people's fate. We know like mm -hmm. certain, I mean, just ultimately we know which characters don't survive, you know? And right. there's, there's some key characters from the show that we don't know what happened to them. Right. And so we don't know what's going to, and then you start, and, then, and that's what's so good about it. It's, it's the problem with the with the Star Wars prequels is that you know we knew that he was going to be Anakin. Well, we know he's going to be Saul, but we don't know what he's what's going what price he's going to pay to be Saul. Mm -hmm. And 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 I don't know. Like I didn't wasn't really attached to to Padme in in the Star Wars sequels or prequels. But you know, like we, there's somebody there that we're very 
interested in what seeing what happens to them i won't say him or her but okay well uh, here's yeah. here's my question then because i kind of struggled watching along for for years these these shows of characters who were just such bad people um i mean, we not... just finished succession and like the first episode i was like so uneasy because it's a very uneasy episode like it makes you feel that way Mm-hmm. and i was like ah, i don't know if i want to sit and watch just more bad people being bad people when i feel like we see that so much in the world anyway yeah um so is that gonna make it too hard to watch better the uh, better call so i th- i think it's more like because you know they're bad on that show because they're so freaking rich and they don't mm-hmm. appreciate anything they have in life jimmy is so like he's just i mean where did he go to where did he go to graduate like university of samoa sonoma yeah sonoma or something like that. i thought it was samoa oh I you're probably was, right american yeah, samoa you're right america american samoa. samoa yeah that's where he gets his law degree from and i mean yeah. like you know it's like he is and, and it's what scraping and clawing while he's working the mail room he's the, the mail he's, yeah he's the mail guy at the law firm trying to become a lawyer like he is someone who is is literally at the bottom trying to work his way up and so he makes a lot and, and he's a con man at heart but like but a good guy kind of but a good like man. A, yeah. yeah he's not he's not yeah. like going to old people and stealing their money he's mm-hmm. just trying to help them sue companies <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah getting, yeah and, that, and, and that's getting, not a spoiler to say that's an arc that's a season one arc jason is he he's yeah. actually helping the elderly he is helping them but he's yeah, he's gonna make a lot of money doing first it. Yeah. episode i believe but it was a long time ago and I was like, I you would, know, yeah, after, I mean, after Mad Men and Breaking Bad, I can't do another dark, sad show. It's, you know, and it's, 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 it's dark. It's but, obviously yeah. got darkness because you know where it's heading and you know yeah. some of the people in it without giving away because some of who comes back is supposed to be a surprise, which yeah. may have already been spoiled for you, but I won't say. Uh, if you've seen any of the commercials, it's so pretty little, much I've yeah. paid so little attention, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll give it a it's try. It's worth it. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, Better Call Saul is my big one. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I've got to talk about some hate watching. Like I'm hate watching The Flash <laughs> because I'm. Uh, Rob said I forget if it was on a podcast or off just to us, but Rob is a completionist, and, and yeah. so am I when I so can. There 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 have been shows that forced me to tap out. Uh, the Flash is dangerously close mm. to being one of those shows. Yeah. Legends of Tomorrow, I've tapped out. Batwoman, I've tapped out. Uh, but The Flash is getting there. Oof, it, that's sad. It, yeah. And I hate watch Picard, but Picard, they're going to next season, season three will be its final season. So I can actually suffer through the rest of it. I can't. And I then can't you can watch enjoy the red letter media. Yeah. yeah. That's actually what makes it palatable is to be able to. Uh, to watch red letter media make fun of it mm-hmm. yeah um, and because they've been so negative on it that's why i didn't watch it because they're well they hated the new star trek one so much that i only watched like the pilot and i was like yeah i can see why they did yeah the, the pilot of discovery the pilot of picard were good like enough to reel you in before yeah. it starts sucking yeah. but it does, they both start sucking so as as a result i don't have high hopes for strange new worlds i tapped out on discovery after season three but I don't have high hopes on Strange New Worlds, but I will at least start watching it. Mm-hmm. But the two tracks that actually current tracks that are actually good are the animated ones. Lower Decks, which is done by one of the Rick and Morty people. They oh, yeah. actually uh, care about Star Trek. 
and actually like Star Trek and know about it. And, yeah. and they're making actual Star Trek stories just in a Rick and Morty style. And here's how bad Picard is. And I don't mean this as a slight to Star Trek Prodigy, but, but it is a, a negative on Star Trek Picard and Discovery that Prodigy literally is aimed at six-year-olds and it is far more sophisticated writing. <laughs> like actually, like I can watch it and enjoy it and, and get choked up at the right times and feel like, oh, this is a Star Trek story. Like it's not talking down to the six-year-olds. So like if you've got a kid and you're a Star Trek fan, you can legit watch that with or without your kids. But, but a six-year-old could actually get into it as well. Yeah. I, I, for, I forgot one more thing I, I want to watch because it's out in the theaters now. It's um, everything, everywhere, all at once. We just mm. saw that and loved it. And I can't, I, I, I think people should run, not walk to go see it because it's something where everyone who has seen it up to this point has talked about how amazing it is. Yeah, and I don't want it to get overhyped. I want people yeah. to just see it. Go in, and not I think it'll be anything. You know what I thought would be interesting is to go see it and then go watch um, uh, the Doctor Strange movie just to see the difference. <laughs> in, in the multiverse. In the multiverse type of... But it's, now, it's, it's when I thought different. about Discovery, I thought about how they killed off Michelle in the first episode. And I was like, damn it, I thought she was going to be the captain. <laughs> so. I, she would have been... Well, Jason Isaacs was actually good too. But either one of them, mm-hmm. I'd have been cool with it, yeah I, I, there's a lot wrong with what they did with discovery so i can't get <laughs> yeah. into all of that <laughs> yeah but yeah that's why that's why i was like pissed i was like oh damn i really like michelle yeah so yeah i'm really excited about watching they brought movie. her back as a mirror universe variant so she's still in the show they still might do a spinoff based off the mirror universe variant who's now okay. in the prime universe but uh but but the og version of that character was far superior to me yeah damn that's sad uh, anything else you're looking forward to? Uh, no, well, I'm also looking forward to Doctor Strange too. And, um, oh, it'll know, be oh, interesting. Oh, well, I know one more. It's actually it's Miss um, Marvel, the show. Oh yeah, you know I that do does that. look interesting. I, Especially because I, I enjoyed the the. Trailer. I you know because I like that's because I have you know I have a Muslim niece, and so it's right. cool to like you know like see like you know a. a a Muslim young woman represented in and stuff like that. So it'll be cool. Like that she'll get to see somebody like that. So I thought that was kind Looks of like cool. they nailed the casting too. So that's, that's yeah. one thing I think Marvel isn't getting quite the proper credit for that. It should, I mean, people who, who love Marvel are giving it the credit, but some of your outside cynics, like as much as I love the red letter media guys, they are cynical about oh, they are. big they are. franchise stuff. And, and so Marvel in particular and and so that anything that is marvel they kind of scoff at a little bit but you know people overdo and i probably said this before overdo the whole marvel formula marvel's got a formula well they they are actually letting different people tell different stories and from different perspectives they fit into the larger puzzle but Mm -hmm. but they're still like moon knight it's a is he egyptian or a middle eastern guy who's, he's who's not running? egyptian but he's in it's like it's a you know very it's in egypt it's a very egypt focused film yeah they didn't, but they filmed it in hungary or show. So, you know go whatever yeah they, movie magic <laughs> like oscar isaac said but damn elliot's gonna but they're still it. telling but they're still telling good stories good diverse stories and different genres in different ways um 
And so I think that's, you know, Ms. Marvel is just another of the many examples of that, positive examples of that. Eternal should have been, but. Oh, gosh, very disappointed so in that movie. Oh, well, uh, this has been a fun chat. I, I will just end on telling everyone to go see everything everywhere all at once. And I will, I promise I will try to watch Moon Knight, but I can't promise that if I start watching Moon Knight, I won't turn it off and watch Triple Frontier or Most Violent Year because <laughs> those are my two favorite Oscar Isaac movies. Or Oscar Mark. Isaac, as usual, is pretty killer in Moon Knight. But Triple Frontier, guys, just... You know, I've go back it. and watch it. It's so fucking awesome. <laughs> He's so good at it. Good. And one of the best parts of the Star Wars sequels, though, that's Poe misused. Yeah. I loved him in that. Yeah, I loved. He was him probably in those the movies. best thing. I I I don't really know. I think I'd seen one other thing with him before I saw Force Awakens, and just instantly loved him the, in that character. The only thing I liked about the Rise of Skywalker was that. um he tried to make a run at Carrie Russell and he never actually saw Carrie Russell's face. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Cause Felicity, you still good in my heart, boo. You're yeah. Still good in my heart. Actually it's more about her role in Americans. Watch that show. <laughs> That's I watched that pilot and maybe the second episode, but I wasn't in the habit of watching FX. And so I kind of yeah. accidentally forgot about it after a we, while. We but... were big into Justified and stuff. So we were kind of in the, in the FX camp. So oh, yeah. I really liked it. I, I meant to keep yeah. watching and that's why I love it, Leon, because I'm still I'm still with you, FX. I'm still with you, Boo. So <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta's right. where it's at. Yes, it is. Well, thanks for being on the show, boys. Oh, you're welcome. Good times had by all. Hope you enjoyed that. Also, check out our YouTube. Be on the lookout for our Pop Talk Oscars episode because it's going to have some bonus stuff on there. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at There It Is Pod, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at There It Is, and follow me on Twitter at Jason Far Jokes and Instagram at Jason Far Picks. Also, subscribe to our comedy lifestyle newsletter and support us if you can. We have a Patreon and a PayPal. Go to ThereItIsPod.com for newsletter and support info. Links in bio. We have some great guests on the lineup right now. I'm telling you, I'm so excited to share them with you. That starts next week. So stay tuned. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 